Thank you, my word, in Matthew chapter number four. Before we get there, I do want to say a few things. Number one, uh, to all of the men, you probably knew we had to reschedule the men's fellowship this past Friday. Uh, and it wasn't really the weather, it was the uncertainty of the weather because we were preparing food and uh, we didn't want all of that to go to waste. We are going to be having men's fellowship this Friday night. It is going to be a powerful night for all of the men. Yeah. And it's going to be a time of getting together. It's going to be a time of fellowship. It's going to be a lot of fun. So if you're a man, get here Friday night at 7 o'clock. You're going to be glad you did. I promise you that. Uh, and then on March the 14th, it's on a Saturday, and it's still a few weeks away, but we are canvassing all of the Piney Green area. And we're going to invite every home to church that Sunday. Every home in the Piney Green area. And we need your help. We got door hangers. And you, gotta, you don't have to say anything to nobody. You don't have to do anything. If you can just help us, we'll pair, partner you up with people. There'll be people doing it with you. You won't be doing it by yourself. And it will only take about 30 minutes. So if you can go ahead and schedule March 14th to be here at the church, just plan your morning, that would be fantastic. Uh, a lot of people's lives are going to be changed. And I know you want to see a lot of people's lives changed for Jesus. So we would love for you to help us in that endeavor. We would certainly appreciate it. Matthew chapter number 4, verse number 18. Don't forget our Wednesday night services. They're always just fantastic. Uh, Children's ministry, youth ministry, we'd love for you to come be a part of it. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. He saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets. And followed him. And going from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. And they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. We have been on a series for the last two weeks. Today we'll make three on Go Fish. We had an incredible first service. Yeah, we did. Yes, we did. It was absolutely incredible. Eight to ten people gave their life to Jesus. Yeah. In the United States service. I believe God's going to do something great in our service as well. Father, we love you and we bless you. We thank you for this time together. Thank you for this time of worship and praise. Lord, now as we open up your word, speak into our hearts. Change our lives. We're going to thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I think if we're not careful, sometimes we make Christianity about our own interests. And, and that, that is quite a damaging thing when all Christianity is based upon is the interest of me. Mm. When I, I serve God for me, 
and I want God to get involved in all of my plans. And, and, and so, and, and what then gets frustrating to me, if I'm like that, is when God doesn't get involved in a plan, then that leaves me frustrated. Uh, because then I don't understand why, God, you didn't assist me in the plan I had. Uh, and, and if I'm not careful, I start living my life based upon that, and I get either encouraged or discouraged over what plan God wants to get involved with with me. And I know in this day and time of church, a lot of Christians feel that way. But I have always found that the way life is more fulfilled and the, life, the way life has more of a purpose is when we get involved in God's plan. When we get involved in God's idea. When we get involved in God's work. Matter of fact, I found out the more I get involved with God's plan, the more he does get involved with mine. And that's some of you need to just hear that right there. That the more you get involved with God's plan, the more he takes care of my own plan. Amen. Amen. Uh, and it's very important that we understand that. And we understand the plan of God. You see, there are many Christians, there are many believers. But I believe there are few followers of Jesus. Because here in Matthew, it describes to us what a follower is. He, 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 Jesus was walking by the seashore and he saw two brothers and he looked at them and said follow me I'm not going to go into it because I have the last two weeks but I do want based upon I, I want you to have a good understanding of this he said follow me and I'm going to make you a fisher of men now here they were in their lifestyle their occupation what they did for a living some of them even had family in the boat with them. And Jesus says, follow me. And it's amazing, they left everything that they had and followed him. Mm -hmm. They left it all and said, I'm going to follow you, Jesus. And here was the promise. If you follow me, I'm going to make you into something you're not. If you follow me, I will make you into a fisherman of men. I, the way you catch fish naturally, I'm going to cause you to do that spiritually. Yeah. Instead of now catching fish, you're going to catch people. Yeah. And for the rest of your life, you're going to bring people into the boat. Amen. Now, we've, we've laid the groundwork for the last two weeks. That follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So he tells us what followers of Jesus do. Followers of Jesus fish. Right. Here's how I know whether I'm a follower of Christ or not. Am I fishing? Am I spiritually fishing? Now we can be believers. We can be Christians. But that doesn't mean we're following after Jesus. Right. Here's the prerequisite to know if I'm following Jesus. I fish. Yeah. He leads me to fish, and I throw the line. You see, the beginning of Jesus' ministry started with fishing. 
The very beginning of it. It just started with fishing. Yeah. Follow me. And I'm going to make you into a fisherman. Follow me. But watch this. In Mark chapter number 16, starting with verse 15, the Bible says, and this is at the end of Jesus' ministry. And he said unto them, Go you into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. The very start of Jesus' ministry, he said, Follow me, and I'm going to make you a fisherman. The very ending of Jesus' ministry, he says, Go fish. Now that I'm leaving, now that I'm not here any longer, the work doesn't stop. Matter of fact, the work must get more intensified. Now I want you to go into all the world and preach the gospel. What does that mean? From a metaphorically standpoint, it means go fish. He was telling everybody, don't just do nothing. Don't just be happy you had an encounter with me. But now I want you to go fish continually for people. So at the start of his ministry, Jesus now, not mine, not someone else's, we're talking about Jesus. If the start of his ministry started with go fish, and the end of his ministry was keep fishing. Why are so many Christians not fishing. All Jesus' ministry on earth was fish. That was what his ministry was about. For you and I to win people to Jesus. That was his ministry. In Luke chapter 19, verse number 10, the Bible says, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. That's why Jesus came, to find people who were lost and bring them into the boat. He came to find fish, you and I, and to bring them into the boat. 1 Timothy chapter number 1, verse number 15 says it this way, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Of whom I am chief. Let me kind of tell you. Sometimes. You be in this boat for so long. You kind of forget the purpose of it. All right. There are many Christians. Who've been on the boat. For so long. We've forgotten why Jesus brought us on the boat. In the first place. All right. You see, he didn't bring me on the boat for a pleasure ride. He brought me on the boat to go catch fish. And if I'm not careful, I make Christianity so much about me. Now watch this, that Christianity gets boring.
Whew, I was I was going so hard. Oh, I had no direction. And he brought me on the book. And now he just takes me to where I'm supposed to go. He leads me into the right places. Ooh, I found myself blessed on this boat. I found out God is faithful on this boat. I found out God supplies all my needs right here on this boat. I found out that he'll take me from one place to the other right here on this boat. Who is good on this boat? It's nice. Hey, Captain, can you speed it up? I need to get there fast enough. And I can make it so much about me that I can get discouraged with the captain for not taking me to where I want to go quick enough. That's right. I've been praying for three weeks. When am I ever going to get there? Because sometimes on the boat, I can get so spoiled. That's right. With his goodness. All right. That I start thinking this is the whole purpose for the boat. All right. All right. The purpose for this boat is me. Oh, forget those other fish. It's about me. But then, eventually, it gets boring. That's right. I mean, God's good. Can I get a witness? Amen. Can you praise God? Look at the book you're on. Can you praise Him for how good He's been? I love you, Jesus. Sometimes you can be on the boat so long that you forget to even say thank you. It's like all Christianity is about me. And I get so bored. That's work. I get so bored. And then fish will lie, they have fun. Forget the fact that they lost everything they had two nights before. Man, they look like they have a good time. I'm just swimming with them for a little bit. I'm, I'm sure God doesn't mind if I just jump in the water. I'll come right back in. Oh, look at them fish down there. They look like they're having such a good time. And then we get so spiritual that we even ask people on the boat, hey, I don't think it's that big of a deal for me to just jump off. All right. I mean, I'll come right back on. Y'all help me get back on. See you Sunday. <laughs> that if I'm not careful, I jump back off the boat. All right. And forget why I wanted to get on it in the first place. And then I find 
myself once again swimming in things he brought me out of. And the reason the boat has got bored is I made the boat about me. And didn't make it about the reason he put me on the boat. He didn't put me on the boat for my convenience. He put me on the boat so that I could fish. And he doesn't lead me from one destination to the next for my pleasure. He leads me from one destination to the next because that's where the fish are. Yes. Yes, sir. But you only fish when you realize how big of a miracle it is that you're even on the boat. Thank you for your warm pity. Because when you forget what a miracle it is that you're even here. Then you start looking down on fish. Right. Yeah. That's right. Forgetting that at one time right. you were a fish yes, sir. Yes, sir. and needed someone fishing for you. So Paul said, Jesus came to save sinners. And I'm going to be honest, I'm on this boat and can't believe it. I'm the worst of them. And if Jesus can save me, he can save the guy Birkin. He can save the guy on my job. He can save the woman at the convenience store. He can save my doctor. He can save my lawyer. I know everybody's running them down and I know everybody's talking about them and I know everybody's saying how big of a sinner they are. But, 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 but I'm on a boat with the Savior. And all their sin does is say that they need a savior. I'm on fish. When's the last time we've been fishing? Not natural. When's the last time we've been spiritually fishing for people? And that is the reason we're all on the boat. Whether you realize it or not, we're all on the boat. Somebody said, well, Pastor John, I can't catch the fish unless I jump in the water with it. What? You catch the fish. By throwing in the bait. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. See, on this boat, I didn't realize it, but there's seats. The first seat. Just like any church. That's where the unbeliever is. And there might be somebody in here today. That's an unbeliever. And you're sitting in service. In this seat. 
on this boat. Say, what kind of place is this? What kind of music they sing? This wasn't the church my grandma took me to. Why do they don't turn on these lights? Why is the preacher so good looking? <laughs> and you sit here on this. <laughs> I got to tell the truth to shame the devil. You sit here on this boat and you think to yourself, oh, I can't wait to get clean. Is this really true? All this stuff people say is this true? And then there's this other thing. And this, this is for people who believe. But they're so new in the Lord, they don't really know what to believe. I've been coming to church, but what am I supposed to do now? Well, I mean, what am I supposed to be doing? And if I'm not careful, I, I start having all these things and, and nothing makes sense. And if I'm not careful, I start, I'm, 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 I'm still wet from the water. Right. But if I'm not careful, I just jump back in. Yeah. Because none of this, I mean, I believe in Jesus, but man, I don't know what kind of book this is. And then there's this third seat up here. This is for the mature people. The mature believers. And Christian maturity is not about age. You can be 75 years old Amen. and still be spiritually mature. Amen. You can be 14 and be spiritually mature. Right. Because spiritual maturity is about following Jesus. So there's only a portion of people who sit in this seat who say the purpose for me being on this boat is not for my comfort and relaxation, and it's not to make God my genie nor my butler nor Santa Claus. The purpose of me on this boat is to bring others onto this boat with me. That is the plan of God. Now, is he going to take me from one destination to the next? Oh, yes, he will. Will he take me from one blessing to the next? You best believe it. Will he take me from one miracle to the next miracle? You better get ready. It's coming. Will he do exceeding abundantly above all that I can ask or think? He sure enough will. But that's not the purpose of being on the boat. The purpose of being on the boat is to fix. Philippians chapter number 3 tells us, verse 12, Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after. Say follow. follow. Yeah, good job. <laughs> I follow after that I may apprehend. The word apprehend means to catch. I follow after that I may catch that for which I am called of Christ Jesus. I gotta work this thing out for you. Come here. Alright, watch this. I mean, Anthony, 
You're God. Okay? Now I'm going to take off walking and I want you to catch me. Okay? I watched that boxing match last night. Watch this. Do it again. Ah, I'm caught. Now, if I'm not careful, I think this is Christianity. I'm caught. There goes all the stuff. He calls Life's poor. But here's what's going This verse says, I'm trying to catch the one who called me. So the minute God catches me and he hooks me, what I don't realize is God starts walking. And it's up to me to catch the one who called me. That's called following God. See, I was on my own business doing my own thing and all of a sudden God showed up and just called me. And then God turns around and starts walking. And if I'm not careful, I'll be here. And there's God. And I'm saying, uh, yeah, I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. That's not what God told me to do. That's right. Now, I'm going to show you how it works now. Let's do it again. So I'm minding my business. Going to the call. God turns around and leads me to the fish. Leads me to blessings. Leads me to his goodness. Leads me to family. Leads me to people. me to where the fish are. Yeah. And I'm sitting back saying, why is my life happening the way it's happening? It's because I'm following Jesus. Yeah. And he's leading me to fish. He's yeah. taking me to places I never thought I'd be to fish. Yeah. Yeah. He's blessed me so good, I'm now fishing in ponds I never thought I could even get to. He's turned my life around. Well, I'm walking in the valley of the shadow of death, Pastor. He's leading me into a place where I can fish. See, that's what it means to follow Christ. That when I'm following him, he's leading me into different types of water. The hook, every fisherman has to have a hook. The hook is the gospel. 1 Corinthians 15 tells us what the gospel is. Moreover, brothers, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which you have also received, and wherein you stand. By which you are saved, if you keep in memory that which I preached to you, unless you have believed in vain. 
For I delivered unto you first of all that which also I have received. He said, I'm not telling you something I ain't never done myself. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day according to scriptures. What is the gospel? That Jesus came for sinners. To which I was. To which I am. And he died for sinners. And he was buried for sinners. And he got up for sinners. And he gave life to sinners. And he changed lives of sinners. And if that doesn't excite you, you're not on the boat. Because only people who have been saved can say hallelujah about getting saved. Yes. See, there's some of us in here who know what the gospel's all about. When we were out in the world thinking we were having fun. And don't act like it wasn't fun. Because you wouldn't have done it so long if it wasn't no fun. But one day you were minding your own business. And there came the hook. And he pulled you on this boat. And everything in your life began to turn around and change. I never knew how to love people until I knew God's love. Until I got on this boat and understood how much Jesus forgave me, I couldn't forgive nobody else. It was all about me swimming. I felt like Dory. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. I mean, I was just swimming, swimming, swimming. Tired, doing everything I can, getting deeper, deeper, deeper. And when I came in and knew Jesus loved me, Jesus gave me grace. Jesus gave me forgiveness. Jesus gave me hope. He turned my life around. Now it's up to me not to sit back and brag about what I got. But it's up to me now to take a fishing pole in my hand and say, Lord, where you lead, I'll follow. And when I'm following, I'm fishing. Yes, sir. That's the gospel. The gospel is Jesus came. Jesus died. Jesus was buried. Jesus got up. Jesus is alive. Amen. Amen. Yes. Oh, I'm going to get you for too long. You're going to get hooked. I've got five minutes for you to get hooked. The number one tourist attraction in all the world is not Disney World, it's not Disneyland, it's not Mount Rushmore. The number one tourist attraction in all the world is the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea, where people stand for miles and miles in the hot sun waiting to look into a tomb that there's nothing there. It's the number one tourist attraction in all the world. They stand for hours waiting to look into the tomb to see nothing because he's not there. He is risen. I can take you to the tomb. 
He already did that once and conquered it. He ain't going in the water. He's calling us out of it. Oh, I ain't done. If you have no direction, John 10, verse number 11 says he's the good shepherd. He leads and guides. If you have no hope, 1 Timothy 1, 1 says Jesus is our hope. If you have no peace, Ephesians 2 verse 14 says Jesus is our peace. If you're unstable and life is shaky, 1 Corinthians 10 4 says Jesus is my rock and he'll stabilize the right life that's under me. If I'm feeling guilty because of past sin, if I'm feeling guilty because of present sin, then Jesus is my grace who forgives all my sin and causes me not to live in guilt and shame. If I'm confused in life, John 8, 32 tells me Jesus is the truth. If I'm depressed, Isaiah 9, verse number 6, said he's a counselor. Can't nobody talk to you like Jesus. Can't nobody comfort you like Jesus. Can't nobody pick you up like Jesus. Can't nobody turn your life around like Jesus. Jesus is the bait. Who's going to turn that down? I got the one who's going to give you peace. His name's Jesus. I got the one who's going to give you joy. His name's Jesus. I got the one who can fix your home. His name's Jesus. I got the one who can turn everything in your life around. His name is Jesus. I got the one who's alive. His name is Jesus. But just maybe. There are people... Who decided to take a swim? Jesus didn't call you to join. That's right. Because we all know people in our life who used to be on the boat with us. They used to be right there on the boat. Praise with us. Serve with us. Worship with us. Right here on the earth. And you know the crazy thing about following Jesus? He leads me to people I ain't even thought about for years. I'll be in the middle of food line and run across somebody who I used to serve Jesus with. And if I'm not careful, all I do is talk about their kids. Oh, look at them. They're so grown. I can't believe how big they are. I try to keep up with it as much as I can on Facebook. We got to catch up one day. Let's look at our mail stuff. You got food at the house. Your pantry's full. You didn't have to go to food line to get something to eat tonight. He led you there. Throw it out. We're spending all day talking about nonsense. That's right. When what they need is, you know God still loves you. You know he cares about you. You know he left the 99 to go get one. You're just that one today. And if you'll grab a part of this lifesaver, Jesus will pull you back. Come on, don't go down there and swim. Yeah. No, 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 
I'm hoping even some of you right now. Hey, listen to me. Don't look down. Look at me. I'm telling some of you right now, hear me and hear me good. It ain't better down there. He blessed you on this boat. He turned your life around on this boat. He gave your family on this boat. He helped you out on this boat. He caused people to be good to you on this boat. Don't take the goodness of God and go back swimming. Yes. Today, you came to the sanctuary. Grab on this lifesaver. You don't know more. You need this. You've gotten away from God. You have a form of godliness, but you have denied the power thereof. You think now because you got a little smart, you know more. Grab upon this lifesaver. Yes, and let Jesus do with you what he originally wanted to do with your life. That's where I met him. 
And the Lord put on my heart, you need to go talk to a crook. And I did what everybody else did. I can't go talk to him. Number one, I don't know what to say. Number two, he's going to sit back and say, man, who are you talking to me? You just with me and help me go. You told me to change my life and you just went on me and help me So I just began praying for him. And one night, me and him were going out to dinner. And we were riding in this car. And I've been praying. And he says to me, So where you been? I said, Oh man, I just going to church trying to get my life right. He looks at me and says, Man, what is it about this Jesus guy? And for the next 15 minutes, I talked to him, and I have no idea what I said. And I thought to myself, when it all got said and done, I just absolutely butchered that. <laughs> so at the end of it, I said to him, hey, man, you want to go to church with me Sunday? And his comment was, man, I'm good. I thought, Lord, Jesus. I ain't never done that I feel stupid. God, you set up, you opened the door open for me, and I, 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 I was stuttering. And I've been trying to find him for so many years on social media. About three months ago, I got a message. And I didn't know who this person was, but the last name was Crow. So I hit on him. I didn't know whether it was spam or what. And it was his wife. I didn't even know he was married. But it's been so many years. I don't know nothing about it. He said, I just wanted to reach out to you. Because I've been praying for my husband for a long time. And I wanted to tell you that he's given his life to Jesus. He's going to church. He's praying with the kids at night. He's being godly in the home. His whole life has turned around. And I, we were in a conversation last night. And he told me you were the first person who ever told him about Jesus. And I just want to tell you, thank you for planning this evening. You see, I beat myself up for years. Because God didn't hook me. But it's his hook. And he's the bait. I was just responsible for casting the line. Yeah. Today, there's many of you who God has led you into neighborhoods, into families, into jobs, into businesses, into stores, with associations, with influences. He has led you to places, not for your convenience and not for your comfort. And not for your enjoyment. He wants you to have all these things. But the purpose. Is for you to fish. And it's up to you. To not be ashamed. Of the gospel. And for you to go fish. And today you've got to decide. Do I want to be a believer? Do I want to be a Christian? 
or do I want to follow after Jesus? The song says, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Today, I pray every person in this room makes up their mind to be followers of Jesus. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're in this room with no one looking, if you say, I want to be a follower of Jesus Christ, I'm not saying you're not. I'm just saying you want to be. I want to follow Jesus. If that's you, would you raise your hand right now to Jesus, the one you're going to follow, and say, Jesus, I want to be a follower of you. Follow me, and I'll make you a fisher. Lord, I want to follow you. Where you lead, I'll fish. Where you put me, I'll fish. Don't jump off the boat. He puts you where the fish are for you to catch them for Jesus. Lord, I pray for every person's hand in church. I pray you empower them by your spirit. Through your anointing. That they'll be witnesses of you. That they'll fish. For family, for friends, for neighbors, for the community. They'll go fishing. And they realize there's a purpose while they're at where they're at in life. And that purpose is for them to go fishing. In Jesus, you can put your hands down with every head bowed and every eye closed. There's some people in this room today. You listen to me. You're, you're slim. You never got on the boat. You may come to church, but you went on the boat. You never let him catch you. You never turned from your sins. You never asked him to save you. You're trying to do this in the middle, and it won't work in the middle. You got to get on the boat. Just because you're swimming here in the boat don't mean you're in the boat. Jesus loves you. He forgives you. And that's why the reason you're at church is someone fishing. And that's why what I've done for the last 45 minutes has been fishing. Because Jesus loves you. Jesus cares for you. And Jesus wants to save you for eternity. This is not a game. This is eternity. If you're in this room right now and you want to be called by Jesus, you want Him to forgive you of all your sins, and you want to be brought into the boat with no one looking around. I'm on count of three, and when I count to three, I want you to raise your hand if that's you. One, two. Three. Raise your hand high. God bless you. 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 God bless you.
For God so loved the world that he gave his own son. That if you and I would believe in Jesus, we never perish and have everlasting life. The wages of sin is death. Without a relationship with God, I'm separated with God, from God forever. Not only in this life, but in the life to come. But the gift of God is eternal life. Today, God wants to give us a gift of eternal life. You raise your hand and say, and maybe you didn't raise your hand. You might say to yourself, I can't live this life. No one can. No one can. If everybody could live a right life, everybody would be doing it. You cannot live it without Jesus. It's Jesus who convicts. It's Jesus who leads. It's Jesus who guides. You've got to have Jesus in your life for all that to happen. I'm going to say a prayer, and I want every person in this room, whether you're swimming or whether you're on the boat, I want every person in this room to say this prayer after me. Out loud. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner, and I need a Savior. I ask you now to come into my life. I believe that you died for me. And I believe that you rose for me. And I ask you now to save me. I will live for you. I will follow you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, to all of you who raised your hand and said that prayer in a minute, you're in this middle seat. If you do nothing, you're going to jump back in the water. Grab a pole. Yes. And go find someone who needs the same Jesus you just needed. And throw out the bait. I don't care if you get something with us this morning. I went to church and Jesus saved me. And Jesus brought me on the boat. And he's turning my life around. And I got good news. The same God who's done it for me can do it for you. If you'll share the good news, you're less likely to go jumping back in the water.